96.5 KLH, good morning. Dave and Doreen, the morning KLH, along with Marcus. Let's welcome our Green and Gold Insider, co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN, Jason Wilde. Good morning. How you doing, Jason? I'm great, everybody. How are you? We're good, man. How many years has it been since we can say, legit, the Packers won a game because of the defense and special teams? Ooh. <laughs> uh, 2010... They beat the Jets nine to nothing on their way to Super Bowl forty five. Wow, wow, that is that's pretty amazing that you came up with that that quickly. <laughs> you know that was one of those rhetorical questions I honestly didn't expect an answer to. Definitely that, nine nothing versus the Jets. <laughs> yeah, right. Definitely. Rain man. <laughs> Dad lets me drive slow in the driveway. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> nine nothing, nine nothing on the way to the Super Bowl. Definitely on the way to the Super Bowl. That is that's pretty impressive though. The fact that they went twelve years, but. The moral of the story is it's working. I mean, what they what they set out to do, have a championship defense and have at least halfway decent special teams. And finally, in game number three this year, it's come together. It, it did. Now, I, I know Doreen hates it when I do this <laughs> uh, because I don't want to be Debbie Downer. Okay. But if we're, if we're being honest, uh, I would... I would say that the Tampa Bay offense, hey, you got to play who's playing, right? right. I mean, you, you play who they line up in front of you. But you take away Mike Evans, who has never had a season in his career where he didn't catch at least 1,000 yards worth of passes. Wow. The dude's in his eighth year. He's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take away Chris Godwin, who is their second-best wide receiver. You take away Julio Jones, who is old, but was pretty good before he got hurt mm-hmm. in the opener. Uh, three wide receivers and three really good ones, right? I mean, Julio Jones is going to be a Hall of Famer. He may not be playing like a Hall of Famer now, but uh, that that helps the defense. That makes life easier for them. And so while it is certainly an impressive win, it is certainly the defense doing what they needed it to do, playing against a really good defense, and the Packers – bizarrely being able to do exactly what they wanted on the first three series and then not being able to do anything right thereafter, basically, mm-hmm. uh, it's a great win. There's no doubt about it. But uh, we, we should probably slow our enthusiasm just a little bit about the defense because uh, it could have been a lot different game if those guys were available. But they weren't, and so it's a great win, and they did a fantastic job of taking the GOATs out of the game. All right, let's talk about the offense then for a second. First half, offense was great, right? Uh, Until the fumble. Right. And then all of a sudden, I felt like it just disappeared. Was it the heat? Was it... Was it adjustments, maybe? Right. So, all right, so a couple things. One, um, I do think it was adjustments. Uh, Aaron Rodgers mentioned afterward that they switched to more man coverage instead of zone coverage. But I don't know, you know, going back to the initial question i don't know if i've ever seen a game where the offense was downright unstoppable and then couldn't do anything to get going at all like Mm -hmm. they they had four three and outs they did that they went from converting all five of their third down situations on the first three drives before the aaron jones fumble to failing to convert the next eight in a row 
Not to mention, uh, Jason, not to mention the fact they had to call two timeouts on one drive. Right. Rodgers was so pissed. If they don't win that game, I think that would have been the number one story. Yeah, he's. Uh, he. I, I will give him credit, though, because uh, obviously Fox and their camera folks are well aware of how frustrated he could be, and so they are training their cameras on him after everything that goes slightly awry or uh, big-time awry. And he's not losing his temper, right? You know, it's interesting, too. I know a lot of folks were talking about the delays of game that mm-hmm. happened. And, and Aaron explained that many, many years ago when we were doing the show together, uh, that the, the referees are watching the clock, and then when it hits zero, they then have to look to see if the ball has been snapped. And so there's this lag time. I don't know if it's a half second or a third of a second, whatever it is. But you know as a quarterback, and Rodgers has used this literally for a decade plus, that you actually have longer than the zeros hitting this, the screen to get the playoff. And that's why if you're watching on television, you can see it hit zero on the bottom of the screen, and then the ball gets snapped, and it's not a delay game. Mm-hmm. Now, there were times for Tampa Bay yesterday, including on the game-deciding play, where uh, it appeared that they did not do it, and they got called for the penalty. Do you think David Bakhtiari could have played more than the 34 snaps than he did? I think David Bakhtiari thinks he could have. Mm-hmm. Look, I, 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 I'll be honest, and, and he did acknowledge that the rotation system worked, right? He said that after the game. Uh, both he and Yash Nyman, though, said they weren't real big fans of it. Uh, David said, in full disclosure, he didn't like it. Uh, Matt LaFleur acknowledged when somebody said, uh, yeah, I don't think David liked the rotation. Nope. No, he did not. But guess what? When you tear your ACL on New Year's Eve 2020, and the only time you played since was when your quarterback pushed you to play, you played 27 snaps in a meaningless game, and then you couldn't answer the bell for the playoff game 13 days later, and you've had all the setbacks you've had, I'm going to be honest, you don't get to decide after you've been through all this. Like, if the medical staff and the head coach think that this is the better way to go, then guess what? Unfortunately, because of circumstances, you have forfeited the right to say, no, no, I want to play more. Now, we'll see what they do next week, but, hey, there have been so many fits and starts with this going back to last October when he first started returning to practice that, uh, I, I'm sorry, he needs to, and, and he did, to his credit, even if he didn't like it, he obviously accepted the, the parameters that they gave him. But it, it worked. You can't deny, like, again, let's see how he is today, and let's make sure that he plays next week against New England. But after everything that they've been through and all the time he's waited to be out there, I understand playing half the snaps was not what he had in mind, but let's just take some baby steps here. And playing in an actual game is huge progress. I think he has come around to celebrating the fact that he played. Now we'll see if he can play a little bit more next week. We're talking to ESPN's Jason Wildey. Jason, after the game, Aaron Rodgers gave credit to the we fence, which we had never heard the Uh term before, and he was talking apparently about Special teams, is that something that he created, or is that a term they use regularly? That is a rich Basachia-ism. Oh. Uh, and so when I had my sit-down with LaFleur before the season, my question about that was, this we fence thing, 
that's corny, right? <laughs> that was how I asked it. Hell no. Lafleur said, Lafleur said, yeah, but I love corny. So apparently, and it turns out, so so we got we eventually got back to discussing special teams, but it led to a whole thing where, like, apparently his players just give him all kinds of grief for being like the king of the dad joke. He just makes these obvious jokes all the time. And he's convinced, now, again, this is his opinion about his own jokes. Right. But he thinks that corny really sticks with people. So even though we may poke fun at him for his corniness, he thinks that it makes it memorable. So it's very effective. I just think he's corny. And so when (laughs) Rick Passaccia came in and he calls special teams we fence, Matt LaFleur could not have been more on board. He absolutely loved it because it's right up his alley for being corny. So, yeah, that's that, they don't call it that all the time. But, like, I will say this. Like, if you're in the locker room and they have their schedule up for the day, uh, it does not say special teams meeting at 4 o'clock. It says we fence meeting at 4 o'clock. So they're, they're leaning into the corniness. You know what? I don't really care if it if it works. It right. works. You know, and it did. It, they are they are a different operation. There is no doubt about that. They, like Rudy Ford, who Tausch was teasing me because one day I went and talked to him instead of Rogers mm-hmm. uh, during Rogers group thing. Well, you knew what uh, you were doing. I, I mean, that dude was on top of guys all right, day long. It was like, amazing. Like every single time a guy was looking up at the ball, that guy was standing right there waiting. And how about how about Keyshawn Nixon? I'm sorry, but I got to I got to bring him up. Um, he played a great game on on not just special teams, but when he had to fill no, in. No, he was right. He was forced to go in when Jair Alexander got hurt, and and he is no longer just the guy that they have on their team that played in Snoop Dogg's Pop Warner League <laughs> in Los Angeles when he was a kid. Like he 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 was one of those guys that Basaccia really wanted on the team for special teams purposes, but then. Like you said, he had to go in on defense. He had played one defensive snap in the first two games and gotten hurt on it. Like he hurt his shoulder. Wow. Uh, and had, that's all he had played on defense. And he goes in there when Jair gets hurt, has to be the third corner, forces that fumble. I mean, he was he was part of that difference-making group. There's no doubt about it. I actually, for a second, thought maybe I should open the segment with Nixon's the one, uh, the jingle. <laughs> But then I thought, nah, some negative connotations right there. But he did have a great game. Keyshawn Nixon. Jason Wildey, thank you for the insight. We'll talk later in the week about the Patriots game. All right, everybody. Take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wildey, he's our Green and Gold Insider, co-host of Wildey and Tausch on ESPN, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, and part of what we do here on the Morning KLH with Dave and Doreen.